Hi everybody, welcome back to the Moses podcast. This is your host Moza and today I brought you some recordings, some interview interviews that were taken after the incident happened, the Saigo incident or riots happened and it's taken out of a documentary that I'm going to put the link to down in the description box and uh you can check check it out and see because as i said it was taken at that time you get to see images you get to see video videos of you know the news of the scenes at the riots that they were happening as they were happening so there is that Now the format of this episode is going to be a recording of the victims so a part of their interview then I'm going to be explaining what they say so shall we start The first person we have is E Tonghee. She is a clothing store assistant and her son Edward was the person shot because they thought he was a looter he was only one month away from his 19th birthday and this is what his mom has said as he listened to the radio he became excited it has been 20 years since koreans came here everything we have worked for is now in flames it disappeared in one morning he said How can we just sit here and watch it happen? We Koreans should go out and protect our own, he said. How could I send my only son into the riots? So I pleaded with him to stay and protect the family. I told him to stay beside us. Mother, because of people like you, we Koreans have been striking. If Koreans are all like you, it will happen again in 10 years. We can't sit still, he said. At the moment, the radio was telling the Hangzhou San Song story. He asked what that meant. I explained that during a Japanese invasion, women fought carrying stones in their aprons. Hangzhou meaning apron. How can you sit still and tell such story? Mother, you too must go out and fight. The second lady is called uh, Song Chuna. She worked at, you know, the family market uh, that her family owns. We have two people in the community. We have two people in the community. We have two people in the community. 
그 아이들이 굉장히 저희를 가족처럼 했기 때문에 전화가 와요. 지금 큰 추록이 한 50여 명씩 타고 와갖고 어, 그 펜스를 갖다 갈거리를 해서 차를 뒤로 백업을 한대요. 그러면 그냥 창살이 다 떨어져 나가니까 그리 들어와서 지금 다 뜯어간다 그러더라고요. 그래서 제가 어, 그럼 내가 지금 나갈까 그러니까 지금 나오면 맞아 죽으니까 나오지 말라고 우리가 지켜주겠다고. What she said is we had two full-time black employees and sometimes kids in the neighborhood worked for us if they wanted to. They treated us like family. They called and said a truck with about 50 people destroyed the fence. Then people started looting. I asked if I should come. They said, if you come now, you will be beaten to death. We will do what we can to protect your store. <laughs> 들어왔더니 그 들어가 가지고 그 안에서 막 부시기 시작하는 거야. 우리는 이렇게 숨어서 이제 보는데. 그런데 그 안에서 막 두드려 부시고 권총으로 쏘고 그냥 막 난리가 난 거야. 두 시간 있는데 멕시컨들이 들어오기 시작하더라고. 뭐가 멕시컨하고 여기는 합합해서 한 200명 내 생각에 200명도 넘을 것 같아. 그런 사람들이 밤새 그 날라가는 거 짐을. Next lady, I I'm not quite sure what her name is or where she worked at, but she said that at first it was 100% black people. They went in and began to demolish. We watched it. They were hiding. Inside, they destroyed, shot. It was like a war zone. Two hours later, the Mexicans came. Mexicans and blacks joined forces, 200 of them, maybe more, looting all night. They destroyed and took things. 우리 딸이 엄마 오빠 이상 이상하게 뭐가 어떻게 됐나 봐 그러더니 막 울어요. 어떻게 됐는지 얘기를 빨리빨리 좀 해달라고 이제 안타까워서 얘기하니까 어저께 원산면역에서 있었던 게 애디 같아요 그래. 둘이서 한국일보에 가서 보니까 그날 한국일보에 나와서 그 한국 사람이 첫 생자 해가지고 그. 땅에 들어놓이는 그 사진이 나 있더라고요. 한 가닥 제가 희망이 그날 아들이 그 이분 그대로 나갔으면은 청바지에다 하얀 티셔츠를 입고 나갔었거든요. 그런데 그 사진은 보니까 검은색 티셔츠더라고요. 그래서 이게 내 아들이 아니겠지. 저한테는 이제 뭐 정말 지푸레기라도 건지고 싶은 심정에. 얼굴은 분명히 내 아들인데 옷이 아니니까 얘가 그 사이에 아무리 어디 가서 옷을 갈아입었을 리도 없고 그 제가 그 당시에 그러면 지금 얘가 있는 데가 어디냐 그랬더니 그 시체 안치소에 있다고 그러더라고요 제가 거기를 갔어요 거기를 그랬더니 거기를 갔더니 그 이제 모든 걸 애, 개에 대한 신분을 확인할 수 있는 게 전혀 없었더라고요. 조금 이따 갖고 나오는 게뭘 갖고 나오냐면 우리 아들이 썼던 안경하고 주머니에 투다임 20점하고 제가 그 볼펜 하나 있었던 게 있거든요. 볼펜하고 걔가 그 희생당했을 때 가지고 있었던 소지품은 그게 전부였더라고요. 남중에 그 검은 티셔츠가 왜 그렇게 내가 그렇게 보였는 거 아니? 같은 날짜에 LA 타임즈지에는 그게 칼라풀 칼라로 돼가지고 확실하게 나왔던 게그 검었던 그 색깔이 모두가 피로 
And then uh, Chong Hee says that her daughter came to her and said, Mom, something has happened to my brother. And she started crying and she urged her to tell her more. And the daughter said, I think the victim yesterday might have been Eddie. My husband and I went to the Korea Times. I glanced at the, that day's paper and the headline read, First Korean Victim. There was one thread of hope. When my son went out, he wore a white shirt and blue jeans. The man in the picture wore a black t-shirt. This couldn't be my son. I was clutching at straws. The face was my son's, but his clothes were not. He could not possibly have changed them. I asked the man at the newspaper where my son was. I was told he was in the morgue. And there, I discovered they had nothing to confirm my son's identity. Then he brought out a pair of glasses, two dimes, and a pen. That was all he had when he was sacrificed. About the black t-shirt. The LA Times, the picture was in color. What looked black in the Korean newspaper was my son's blood. What she said is really, really heartbreaking because she said that she built her store over 11 years with no money at all. At the end of April, we would have paid all our debts. My daughter said, Mom, let's move to a two-bedroom apartment. I said, wait just a little longer until our debts are paid. Then our store was burned. And I can hardly look at her. My daughter said, Mom, I will get a job. So she has a job these days. Uh, this was a harmony that she was saying, you know, truthfully, I did not think I could live any longer. When I thought of all my grandchildren, I was shocked. Nothing felt alive in me. Only tears came. I really do agree with this woman was saying when I think about it, I'm most angry at white people because if the government have watched over the black people better, this would not have happened to us. This lady was saying that the Rodney King verdict was a mistake, which is which we all know is true. But the accumulated feelings whites white people have for black people, their feelings of contempt prompted a wrong judgment. So I understand why it happened. Then, 
I think it was, it was sacrificial lamb. All night we was thinking, where is the police? Where is, where is police? Where is police? 심장들 말이죠. 그 흥이 느리고 매 시간이 막 그냥 해가지고 도망을 가잖아요. 멀찍하니 보고도 섰어요. 나 그런 나라인데 처음 봤어요. 인형들이 하도 도와주지 않안 도와줘요. 잡지도 않고 가져가는 거 뻔히 보고 있고 유리창 깨뜨리고 들어가는 것도 뻔히 보고 있더군요. 우리는 그 충정한테 더 화가 났어요. This is another point of view. On the police, well, it's it's actually the same. So the harmony says the police, when black and Mexican people took things, they just stood at a distance, just watching. Never seen a country like this before. No help, no help at all. They just watched them take things and arrested nobody. They watched people breaking windows and getting in. I'm really angry with the police. 2년 반밖에 안 됐거든요. 2년 반밖에 안 되고 여기 와서 장사를 시작한 게 처음이에요. 처음 비즈니스를 열면서 한 달도 안 돼서 이런 일을 당했으니까. 그러면 그동안 한국에서 벌었던 돈도 갖고 왔을 것이고 또 여기 와서도 좀내 나름대로 벌었을 건데 그 돈이 모두 하루아침에 제가 된 거예요. 그러니까 우리는 정부한테 대해서 마땅한 요구를 해야 되는데 그게 잘안 되니까 데모를 하는 거고 첫째 요인은 또그 사람들이 우리를 도와줘야 안 되는 거는 어떤 면에서 보면 명목상일 수밖에 없는 것도 있어요. 그러니까 한국 사람이기 때문에 미국 사람한테 당해야 안 되는 거, 또 흑인한테 당해야 안 되는 거 이런 게참 여러 가지로 분하더라고요. 우리가 지금 얘기해야 할 거는 정부가 우리가 이렇게 했다는 그 사실을 그 사람들은 어, 무상으로 우리한테 보조를 해야 돼요. This lady lost all of her money that she worked really hard for. She said all that money turned to ashes in one morning. All of the money she's, I saved in Korea and worked very, very hard here for. We, we came here for the American dream. We've been here for two and a half years. I started in business for the first time less than a month before Sa'igu, just one month before the incident took place. I think we have the right to demand the government compensation because we are not getting it. We demonstrate. I realize that they don't feel any obligation to help us because we are Koreans, Americans and Blacks treat us like this. I feel so resentful. We must persuade the government to compensate us. The government did not give us what we lost. It was our personal property. Riot happened because they were irresponsible. So they owe us. We must receive all the benefits the, co- the government can possibly offer. When this lady was talking, she was at the scene. I think she was in the where her shop used to be. Go and watch the documentary that I had these recordings, uh, interview recordings from. And as she was walking there, she said, I looked around on my way here. Why did they do this? I still can't believe it. I never want to come back. It gives me shivers. He was shot because um, people thought he was a looter and he was killed by accident. And it was like... It was all a like, mistake, I guess. And it shouldn't have happened. The riots shouldn't have happened. What we heard last was 
Edward's sister. I agree with what she said that nobody deserved to die and riots shouldn't have happened. This brings us to the end of this topic. <laughs> with that, I can say that we have wrapped up the story about the LA riots. I know it was not that in-depth I'm still trying to explore and see my style. And I hope you learned something new and enjoyed listening to today's episode. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.